you know, I'm sitting there uh, thinking about this reckless love thing, and, and I think the, the, the problem is that, is that we always relate it to ourselves. I can tell you I was stupidly reckless with respect to love when I was a kid sometimes. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. Yeah, yeah. God never is. God never is. Jesus Christ, he, he set his heart on Jerusalem. And they said, you can't go to Jerusalem. So I'm going there. You're going to die there. I'm going to die there. That's reckless love, isn't it? Jesus Christ is always perfect. Me, my love, I, I was stupid sometimes, but not Jesus Christ. He's perfectly reckless for you and me. Isn't that awesome stuff? Can I get an amen? Amen. amen? amen. Yeah. So this is our new series, Life Animated. It's nice to be home. I, um, I, when I was in uh, Hungary, I, my daughter has started this expat service, and it gets translate, translated to Hungarian, so I preached there. And, and I got up and forgot I had my, a translator, and I started to talk fast, and he kind of looked at me, and, 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 and was like, oh, stupid, stupid. So I put my arm around and said, we'll start again, right? So it's nice to be home when I can just talk. If I talk too fast, you can raise your hand, but hopefully I won't. Uh, this new series, Life Animated, the reason we're doing this, certainly it, it's going to be some awesome stuff, but also you guys have worked so hard. After Easter, we did Acts, the 15 chapters of Acts. And you were kind of involved, you were with it. And then we did Daniel. Now, you know, you don't do Daniel without working at it a little bit, right? You guys were awesome. And so we want to have some fun with this. And I want you to remember that because, you know, when I talk, I sometimes get intense. And, and, and I'm sorry about that because there is some great stuff to talk about here. But I don't want to take the fun away from it, too. Uh, these, uh, you know, life animated, these films are fun. I, on the plane coming home, I watched this film like three times. I really know this film, by the way, uh, on, on, on my little tablet. And, and it was the music and the color and the movement. and the, It was awesome stuff. It, it was awesome stuff. So we want to have fun. Um, we want to let God speak to our hearts as well. I, I wrote a paragraph to myself. And as I went, went over to get in, I think I'm just going to share this with you. I, I hate reading anything from stage, but, but, but allow me to do that, Okay. We uh, live our lives in stories. Perhaps this is why we are storytellers. Books, films, uh, musicals, plays, we're storytellers. We tell stories to try to understand the mystery of us, our human condition. In this brief series, we are going to look at stories we tell over and over again in different ways and couched in different clothes, but still the same story. As we look at these stories, we learn that perhaps we remember something of ourselves, our own story. And most amazingly, we see shadows of the story of God, never perfect, but always there as if it has been imprinted on our souls. I think it has. And while, while we have gotten dull to it, it's still there. And in the end, these stories all reflect the imprint of a creator God and his story imprinted on our souls as a witness to his truth. Today, Beauty and the Beast. Go ahead. Tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme, Beauty and the Beast. Watch. Turns away from love. He hardens his heart to love, and because of that, there's a curse on him. What's interesting is that this curse turns him into a beast, and we see that in the first part of the film. He, he is a beast, treats people horribly. 
But not only is he affected, but his whole world. The castle, it now has the, these ugly looking creatures on it, right? And, and, and all of the, his staff is turned into these cute little guys, but they're not human, right? His whole world is cursed because of what he did. And, and he's left in despair because he can't fix it. And lo- self-loathing, how could I do that? Can you relate to those things at all? It's going to take someone from the outside. But who can learn to love a beast? Despair. Does it sound familiar to you at all? God's story is that the one who is love, and I think this is so powerful and important. We, I was just reading something on the plane that uh, uh, we, we, we tend to objectify love and, and truth, I, like uh, uh, Plato, you know, the chair, the truth, the love. That's not what God does. God is love and truth, and it comes together in Jesus Christ. It's about relationship, and he created all of humankind, Adam and Eve, and through Adam and Eve, all of us, right? To be complete and whole and blessed in relationship with him. And what did our first parents do? And us with them. They turned away from that one who is love, who is truth. They they, they turned away from him. And so a curse came on them. Is that what it says? Genesis 3. Cursed is the ground because of you. So not just them, but their whole world, right? Our whole world. Through painful toil you will eat of it all your days. Thorns and thistles and death. From dust you are, and to dust you return. This isn't the film anymore. This is what we live out every day. In, in, in Romans, it, it talks about how the whole creation is growing, wanting to be free from the curse. When I was in, uh, waiting in the airport to come home uh, uh, from, from Vienna, I was flying out of there, and um, CNN on, was on. And, and it's different than in the States. Uh, uh, they have different natural disasters. They have different killings and murders. They have different... Um, heartbreaking realities of, of people struggling, like in, instead of the ones we see, it's the, the folks in Africa and South Africa and India, and I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm thinking of this film, what we're going to talk about today, and the curse is everywhere, guys. It is everywhere. And we know that. And, and it's not just in our world, it's, it's in us. When God created us, he said, let us make humankind in our own image. And he created them male and female and blessed them. And then after they turned away from the one who is love, turned away from that relationship, it says in in Genesis 5, Adam had a son in his own image, in his own likeness. Dare I say in the image of the beast? A little while later in Genesis that 
It says the imagination of, the hum- of every human heart was continually and always evil. Isn't it amazing that God's story somehow is reflected in a film like this? I can assure you they didn't intend it to be so. <laughs> but it's almost as if it's a witness of God to us, deep in our souls. When I was uh, watching this film, I usually don't watch the films that, that, uh, that many times, but heck, I was on a 13-hour flight, might as well do something. Uh, th- this, um, this line that I hadn't noticed popped out at me. You know, the, 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 I don't know if you've ever seen the film, but you have these, these, these ki- kind of cute little characters that were human beings, and now because of the curse, they've been turned into like candlesticks and clocks and stuff. It's kind of funny. And one of them says this. Go ahead. I so would like to be human again. You see, we lost what we should be. One is not fully human until we're born again in God. And we're always looking for that and never finding it. I would so like to be human again. And that's the gift that God would give us. What's interesting in this story that and we'll see in just a second, it kind of communicates to us that the curse isn't just in this castle, but everywhere there's something wrong. Watch. It's great music, isn't it? I mean, it's great stuff. But did you hear that last line? There must be more than this provincial life. Have you ever felt that way? There's got to be more to life than this. And there is, Right? There's got to be. It's, it's, the, it's the human condition that we all cry out. There's got to be more to this provincial life. There has to be more to life than this. This, uh, this story goes on. I didn't want to make the clip uh, too, 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 too large, but it, it, it enters Gaston. He is the, the, the one that embodies evil. Right, but but you wouldn't know it in the village. He's the big, strong guy, the best hunter, uh, the most of everything, the good-looking guy. Right? He's he's the perfect guy, but he's not because he thinks he's perfect. Right? And he lets hatred get a hold of him, and he thinks he can he thinks he can bully Belle into marrying him, and he he does horrible and terrible things because he wants her, and he never has the insight that there's something wrong with him. Jesus was talking with the Pharisees one day who never quite seemed to get that insight either. Uh, and, and this is what he said. He answered them, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You know why we do that, that uh, the, the wonderful thing that, that Pastor Nathan did today when he, we, we call confessing our sins, knowing that, that we're not measuring up, and then receiving this gracious forgiveness of God and the power to live in it, right? It, it's because there's power in that to, to constantly realize that no, there's, there's, I don't measure up, I'm, I'm missing something. 
But God comes to me in that place, you see? And he forgives me and loves me and picks me up and empowers me and begins to make me what I'm not as I'm born again through faith in him. It's all about you. Um, Do you have trouble seeing that need sometimes? Do you have a blind spot? I know I do sometimes. This film in this section, it points out that we, I mean, Belle seems to be the perfect one, but she says, there's got to be more than this life. I'm missing something. Gaston is the imperfect one. He's the one in which evil is personified, and yet he never sees it. As the film plays out, we see what happens, right? Uh, Bell's father, he's an inventor, kind of a crazy guy, and, and he's got this invention. He thinks it's going to win, win at the fair, so he, takes, he goes to the fair, or he tries to get to the fair. He gets lost. He, he starts wandering around. The wolves attack him. He, he tries to find shelter in the beast's uh, 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 castle, right, the, the, the thing that, that is cursed. The beast finds him there, and, and full of anger, uh, and, and, and in his heart, he throws him into the prison, he says, you've trespassed. And then Bell goes to look for him. Watch. I like the candlestick guy. You like the candlestick guy? I, I spent, in, in the big fight in, in the castle, he, he turns up the heat. It's, he's great. I, I love the candlestick guy. Uh, so so what, what's happening here? Bell is giving up her life for her father. Did you get that? In a sense, she's taking on the curse for her father. We see this throughout the film. In the same scene, Belle's father saying, no, 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 let me take my life in your place. And Belle says, no. We, we, we see this back and forth. And Jesus said this. There is no greater love than this to lay down one's life for his friends. You know, we, we talk about this a lot. Could you put yourself in the story when you were seeing the film? That he says, you must be here forever. She's going to give up her life. Take the curse on. Did you ever think that Jesus did that for you? says in the Bible, go ahead. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Read the rest of it with me. By becoming a curse for us. I don't make this stuff up, guys. It's like it comes bubbling out of the, the souls of humankind. The shadow of this true story. We talk about this a lot and sometimes... Sometimes we, we, we miss the poignancy of it. You are Belle's father. She's taking the curse on for you. Whoa. That's what Jesus did. 
Now, we, we see this over and over again. This movie. I mentioned Bell's father and Bell. And, 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 and then uh, the, 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 we see Beast and, and the Beast and the be- and Bell, the Bell. The Bell going through this. The, the Bell tries to run away to get to her father. The wolves gather around her. She's going to die. The Beast saves her, but in so doing, he collapses because he's all torn apart by the wolves. He, he collapses the snow. What is she going to do? She can leave him there to die, even as he could have left her to die with the wolves, but neither one of them does it. She puts him back on the horse and she takes him into the castle. She takes on the curse again. But through all this, the beast has changed. You saw it in that little film clip. Did you hear it already? His voice was softened. Do you want to stay here in the dungeon? Or do you want to come with me? Did you hear the softness? He's changed. And, and she's changed. They begin to be in relationship with each other, reflecting this reality of love and truth that we know in the relationship of Jesus Christ. And watch now. So the beast is no longer the beast. He's changed. What changed him? Coming face to face with love. Not an abstract reality, but a relationship. And he willingly takes the curse on himself with time running out. (laughs) He willingly takes the curse on himself. He becomes the savior figure. Amazing, huh? Isaiah 53, Pastor Nathan used this, uh, but, but it is so awesome. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. This was Jesus because he took the curse on himself. He went the way of the cross and no one even wanted to look at him. He was beaten and whipped and bludgeoned. He became the beast for us and took the curse on himself. This story goes on. Uh, Belle gets back to the village and um, they don't believe her that there is a beast and they won't release her father. Uh, Gaston is, is uh, doing his thing, you know. And, and, but she shows him in the mirror the beast is real and Gaston can tell that she loves the beast. And so he stirs up the townspeople with hatred and they're going to destroy the castle and everything in it and kill the beast. And when they get there, and it's, uh, whatever, you've never seen this movie, just turned on the last 15 minutes, there's this great scene where all of these, uh, all of these little figures that were once people, they're, they're doing crazy things to defend the castle, and pretty soon all the townspeople are sleeking out of there, right? I love the one where the, the, the one guy is chasing him, and they go into the dining room, and the knives and forks start flying at him. I just love that one. I, I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Gaston won't be deterred. He, he finds the beast, and, and he's going to kill him, but the beast, he gets the drop on him. And goes, Gaston pleads for mercy. Now, 
the beast has changed. Love has changed him. And so he gives him mercy and releases him. And then Bell gets there. Watch. <laughs> so the embodiment of evil, Gaston, plunges the knife into the beast. They think he's won, right? He thinks he's won. He's killed the beast. But in that plunging the knife into his heart, in the killing of the beast, he is destroyed. And his power is destroyed. What does that remind you of? Genesis. The prophecy was that, the, the, that, that, that Satan was going to bruise the heel of the Christ, and the Christ was going to crush his head through his death, right? That's what we saw there. Evil was destroyed, and he thought he'd won. Someone wrote once that, that all the demons of hell rejoiced at the death of Christ. They thought they'd won. And then Easter came. Did you see Easter there? Did you see it? The one who is love is stronger than death itself. Easter came. And did you see the restoration of his whole kingdom? started from the top and came all the way down. It says in Revelation, it says this. Go ahead. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. No longer will there be any curse. Amen. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city. Why the Lamb? What, what's that? That's the one that was slain on the cross. And, and in the in, in, in the film, you saw the last petal falling, and that, I mean, it's, is that hopeless anymore? No. It reminds me of the verse, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. See, even time and things that happen within that is in God's grace. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and they will reign forever and ever. For the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. You think there's going to be a wedding in that film? You think it's kind of understood? It's all coming together, right? Why do we have these things in us? It's the imprint of God pointing towards this true story that is there for all of us. Tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme, Beauty and the Beast. So this week, I, I wrote something down. I don't normally do this, but where has the curse of sin left you in hopelessness and lovelessness and despair? <laughs> where are you crying out, there must be more to life than this? Right in this place, receive anew by faith the victorious, overwhelming love of Jesus, and then begin anew to live out this love in your life. For here, in this true love story of God for you, is where all the longings of all our stories are met. Would you pray with me? Dearest Jesus, um, we praise your name. You leave your imprint of witness on all of these stories we tell. We pray that you might give us your spirit an extra measure to, to see this and to receive brand new your true story, the one who takes our curse upon us and frees us from it to live brand new with the one who is love. We pray that you would empower us to do this every day. We pray in your name. Amen.